Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. It's Thursday, August 15th, 2019. In case you're listening to this in like 2040 and you're wondering who we are. My name is Morgan Goldie. Wow. <laughs> uh, I got Rick. Rick Lemon, What's as up? always, right across from me. Uh, how you doing, Rick? You doing good? Oh, I'm doing great. You doing all right? Doing swell? I got McDonald's once again. Oh, my. <laughs> Should be every day. McDonald's. Dude, in, in like two weeks. I'm trying to be like Zeke, okay? Be like your idols. In like two or three, be like your idols. That's the second time. In the second show in a row, you've mentioned Ezekiel Elliott McDonald's. I mean, <laughs> I mean, when you think of Zeke, what's the next word that comes to mind? Chick-fil-A or it's like Chipotle. <laughs> nothing about his actual football abilities. <laughs> uh, week two of the preseason starts tonight. We're getting closer and closer to the NFL season. Three weeks away. People, you're drafting. You're taking draft boards and you're putting them on the wall and you're picking and you're beating your butt loser friends because you listen to this show yep i'm so excited for you're gonna like you're gonna soon I, i'm so excited you're gonna listen to us we're gonna be wrong about some things and you're gonna be wrong about some things <laughs> if you're one of but, those people's loser friends we welcome you to the show yes and, um, we do. but you're gonna take a few things from the show put it into your draft beat your friends and then boom all of a sudden, yeah, I better you're not the loser friend year. anymore. You're the winner friend. Like, so I fully expect like 17 negative reviews. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get like start the show with that. We're gonna do really good on some players, and then there's gonna be one guy. There's gonna be like 20- like Philip Lindsay's gonna be the number there's two gonna- running back in fantasy this year, and we're never gonna hear the end of it for the rest of our lives. Yep, it's true. Uh, we're gonna get like 25 like, oh, you helped me win a championship reviews, and then like seven roasting reviews about how they lost the championship because they drafted uh they didn't draft bill Blizzard. yeah i uh, didn't draft eric ebra and he ended up having the best tight end season true. in nfl history it's true the grind is beginning fantasy football's right around the corner i already offered you no i didn't offer you anything you i mentioned a spicy situation that we could we could work through uh, you did a couple you days actually ago, did, yeah. and you didn't sound too interested. So I, well, it's just because I have a feeling you're gonna <laughs> screw you, like because I always do that. Well, <laughs> not necessarily. I just you're too smart for that. Yeah, I I can't do that to you. There are plenty of people that I can <laughs> get to do trades, but there's, you are not one. There's plenty of there's you're, plenty you're of a more you open can, negotiator. I'll say that. There's plenty of people that <laughs> you can just mess with and hurt, <laughs> I just, hurt their feelings and toy with in our league. Oh, I can't. I cannot. Uh, today we bring you our late round targets and drafts. All my friends, I just can. I love playing <laughs> fantasy football with them because I can just take their mind and I can just bend it, bend it to the way I like it. Oh, it's so funny. I was writing a trade tips article last week, and uh, or two weeks ago or something like that, and. Um, I was dying laughing because I I did all of the trade tips to people before and I was remembering I was remembering trades that I had like used these on yeah uh people with and um <laughs> the trades that I got out of it are just you, know, you guys should insane. check out our website fancy champions yeah um we do like to write articles which yeah, are very useful stuff like and that and in that article that you wrote 
I did see one of them was, uh, uh, what was the last thing that you said? It was like, don't burn bridges. Right? Oh, don't burn bridges. Yeah. I just laughed at that. Yeah. Oh, cause of me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For those of you who don't taking know. A, taking a new approach this year, when right? You, when you do play fantasy football at Morgan and you do decline his trade, he will <laughs> typically, because he offered you, he offered you two of his bench players for Todd Gurley and you said no. He will typically <laughs> he will typically I get very angry. Okay, can I can I just can I can I say something? I did offer a deal to get Todd Gurley last year. You did. I did. But I offered Zeke in the deal, so I feel like that's totally fair. I wasn't saying that. Some some in people some people I this is what I do. But I offer have... I offer unrealistic. Don't <laughs> don't do this. I offer straight up unrealistic deals. Not bad deal, like really, really, really bad deals that like you won't accept. The I don't offer those. I go up to the guy that I'm like, okay, this guy's. There's no way he's ever gonna do a deal. Okay, with so me. I go up to the and I offer. Link. I oh, no, I go up to the team that I know will never negotiate with me because okay. they hate negotiating with me, and I say, bro, you know what? I like Todd Gurley. Can I have? Can I have him for Zeke and Antonio Brown? Just to just to gauge there, and I get a no, and I'm like. This is ridiculous. That's when I get pissed and I start burning bridges. <laughs> I offered you <laughs> two top five players at the position, and you won't give me Gurley. He's like, no, I'm good. Bro, just respect the man's wishes. Yeah. He clearly likes Todd Gurley. He, has, he, he wants Todd Gurley on his fantasy team no matter what. Yeah, whatever. I don't, I don't play fantasy like that. <laughs> Before we move oh. into uh, a quick question to start the show, uh, be sure to do the following. Check out our website like Rick just mentioned. You know, Articles, content, materials, mm-hmm. anything you want. I will even put my draft board, my cheat sheet, on the website if y'all want it. Oh, shoot. Y'all. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Twitter, at the FF Champs. Instagram, at the Fantasy Champions. Go to Facebook.com forward slash the Fantasy Champions and like us on Facebook. Come on. Facebook is still a thing. Is it? Do people use Facebook anymore? I, I, don't think I feel so. like you should go over there and just like it for the sake of liking it. I think you should, too. Uh, subscribe wherever you listen. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube. Click the bell for notifications if you're on YouTube. Leave a comment if you're on YouTube as well. Leave a review. Share this podcast with your friends. Let's move into a quick question to start the show. What should you watch out for during preseason injuries <laughs> <laughs> all right here we go late run <laughs> let's move right into the next topic okay, what what should you watch for yeah like uh so, obviously yes injuries but like in like as you're watching a legit preseason game i so i don't look at this is what i do when i watch preseason typically i usually watch preseason for a specific player yep so I, if i'm watching a game i'm looking for a specific player or specific like player right. battle or position battle. Yep. So I'm not really looking for how like what their stats are necessarily. Right. I'm looking at how they looked, how much they're used. Yep. Clearly like how they're used in the offense, whether it's like passing game, if they're using them in running, like if it's a running back, for example, or a receiver where they're lining them up. If it's a quarterback, I'm looking for how he responds well to pressure how like kind of just like scouting the player out. I'm yeah. not really looking yeah. to see if the guy goes 10 for 10 with three touchdowns. And, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm yeah. kind of just like looking at the player, looking at the situation and seeing how they respond to certain things. Yeah. Kind of just seeing if they're good or not, essentially. <laughs> and the preseason stats are whack. Yes, they are. Do not look at stats. There are some preseason legends out there who I don't know. Cause you know, it's not necessary it's to preseason. know who they are. Cause it's preseason. Um, 
Yeah, I agree. I think like like last week, I I watched the Browns just to see Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I watched the Jets. There was just no to see reason. I know what Baker Mayfield looks like. There's no reason for me to watch Baker Mayfield to scout him out. I just like watching Baker Mayfield. <laughs> my guy got mad in twenty, and my guy looks like Baker. I I designed him to look like Baker Mayfield. You got mad in twenty. I did. Lit. But I designed him to look like Baker Mayfield. Of course you did. I even got that. Like I when I was when I played Madden when I was a kid. Like Madden, Madden, like oh nine, oh oh. I was remember ten. My Madden oh nine or remember, Madden um, ten. I would I would play those games. Yeah, and I build my character right because when they had the good character mode, or good good. What is it? Superstar mode. And yeah. uh, I would put, I would I would be a quarterback, mm-hmm. and I would put I put a visor on. Yes, I and would I too. would be like you know no no NFL quarterback wears a visor. I'm like, is that stupid? So and then Baker Mayfield comes in the NFL and he's literally living my dream. For, for NFL kind of short but still tall enough where's the visor where's the visor he's got the arm sleeves it's everything you want to be everything I wanted to be <laughs> yeah I love Baker Mayfield um what was I even talking about before <laughs> <laughs> started talking about podcast, Baker dude. yeah podcast um, um what to watch for in preseason yes. games so yes injuries injuries are obviously a yeah. key a key thing I agree one with one hundred percent with what you said. Um, it's more or less to scout out the particular players that, like, if you have questions on a guy or you have questions about a situ- a running back situation. Yeah, you know, watch the preseason to see. Okay, you know, I like, you know, the guy we'll talk about today. I like Devin Singletary. Was Devin Singletary good in the game that he played? Was he? Um, not very. Uh, <laughs> not very uh but you know are they talented enough to play in the nfl you know do they do they like does the film from college match up with what you're seeing in the preseason um quarterbacks expe- especially experience this a quarterback can have a good preseason and not work out but a quarterback that doesn't work out in the preseason will not work out in the NFL. There's, uh, you know, people probably comment on Twitter and be like, "Yeah, you're an idiot." <laughs> um, Typically, yeah, if you do have so a you bad like, preseason, but like quarterbacks, not always. If quarterbacks crap themselves in the preseason. It's tough. chances are they're not going to succeed just because they don't have the the mental stability or the mental uh, strength yeah. to, to handle the NFL. Um, so, so. You know, generally, fantasy football people aren't looking to draft rookie quarterbacks unless you're looking at like Kyler Murray, mm-hmm. um, a guy who can run the football. I would say you're looking at mostly running backs and wide receivers, and and for me, like the only rookie position that I draft is is wide receiver at this point. Running, I mean, back. at running back. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, so I I was watching a lot of rookie running backs and how they were reacting to the game, and I don't even think Josh Jacobs played this week. I didn't see anything uh, on it, but yeah, I didn't. Um, but just watching how they actually play, perform, and seeing if they're if they're draftable, are they living up to expectation? Are they living up to the camp hype? You know, the training camp hype, the reports right. that you see on Roto World, <laughs> <laughs> the incessant Miles Sanders is better than Jordan Howard. You know what I mean? Like, right. like is that lining up with what's actually happening? The the one set of games that I like to watch are the dress rehearsal games, week three. Yes. Some teams are it's, it's different based on the, the situation. Most, but most times it's week three. The fir- the, they, they play like two or three quarters, and you get to see the offense like perform. You you, you see them go out, yeah. and like this is how they're going to run their offense for the regular season. So that's a good game to watch, how Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman are utilized. People just bypass the preseason like it's nonsense. 
Like, there are some things you can pull from it. There are. There's a lot of nonsense, but uh, yeah, <laughs> there are a few things that you It's you just better. Play. I like watching the games themselves to see two teams play each other to see if that guy actually can beat NFL talent than seeing freaking highlights from no, a training it, camp yeah. practice. I would was, rather. That is true. That's a good Seven point. on seven drills from some beat reporter who has no life. Like, I, I'm all set with that. Dude, I wish I was a beat reporter with no life. Are you kidding me? <laughs> He's like, yeah. So so that's kind of the way that I look at watching preseason games. They're not fun. It's not like, uh, you know, I was, it's like I spent the weekend watching all of the games from, you know, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And it was like watching freaking paint dry. I'll tell you. Oh, no, I know. That's it's, why. I, it's so yeah. boring. Like after you get the, the, the good players out of the way like, and you had to wait for like. That's why I, don't, I, I didn't even bother. Miles with, Sanders like, to come into right. the game. And I was like. Oh. I just like picked and like I watched like the Jets offensive possessions. Their first yeah, one in the game right, with Sam Darnold. Yeah. Like I, I watched the Browns one. I kind of like picked and cho- chose my spots. Yeah. Right. Uh, week three is going to be different with the preseason. I'm going to try to watch as much as I can with that. Right. But right. It's just difficult. It to, is tough to watch like every single one, yeah, especially if, yeah, it wouldn't when there's no like implication whatsoever yeah. to anything. Um, but that's what I'll do. That's your quick question for the day. Let's move into our late round players to target for 2019. Um, hitting on these players, it gives you a huge advantage mm. in fantasy football. I think a lot of people, like I said earlier in the show, like a lot of people bypass these picks as like, a, oh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not worried. Oh about my it. gosh, you're right. You're 100% right. And like a lot of teams don't, you last year are a great example of that. You had a good first two rounds, which most people do. Yeah. You got Julio, you, know, you got Saquon, you got your, you got your one yes. and your two. Fourth round, what third round? Jarek McKinnon. Yes. Fourth round. I think it was T.Y. Uh, Hilton. T.Y. Hilton. Fifth round. Um, Jimmy Graham. Something like that. And then you're, you know, like, but then Allen when, Robinson. When you got to the when you got to the ninth round, you took Mahomes, and then the tenth round, and the eleventh, and you I just took Nick Chubb late too. And yeah, I took like you, Sony you Michelle had a success because he was falling down. Yeah, like you had a successful late round draft last year, mm-hmm. even though you didn't keep any of those guys. No, well, I, I kept Sony for I. I traded Sony. Nick Chubb was the only guy that I really didn't keep. Yeah, yeah. just cut. Um, but drafting late is very important because if you screw up late, like I find drafting late um, extremely important just because I get guys that are valuable, mm-hmm. whether I like them or not. Is <laughs> That's a different relevant. conversation. Yeah, it's a different conversation. But get guys that are valuable. Like for me, eighth, ninth, tenth round, yeah, fill the quarterback spot. Yeah, fill the tight end spot. But the rest should be BPA, best player available value picks. Mm-hmm. You get those guys, and then what do you do? You start negotiating deals. You start throwing these average, you know, late round players out who may have a couple good weeks, and you're starting to sell them, and and other teams are buying. Or and then you end up with Odell Beckham. <laughs> <laughs> you you can either do that, or you can look for guys that have an ins- yeah, like breakout right. potential. Right, guys that are getting drafted in late in the rounds because yeah. they're not expected to start or there's somebody yeah. ahead of them or they're injury or prone. they're injury prone or they're young or one of these things yeah but have a very high ceiling right kind of like a patrick Mahomes from last year right or like a, maybe josh allen this year is somebody that everybody's been talking about for yeah. quarterbacks right but just somebody like that that you can draft late mm-hmm. in the rounds that if they stink who cares you cut them but if they're good yeah it changes the whole dynamic of your team right mid to late round 
portions of the draft are so, so important. Um, let's get into it. This is uh, 10 round or later, just to give you a little facts. Mm-hmm. Uh, so these are guys that are getting drafted round 10 or later. Um, don't complain if a ninth or eighth round pick are not on this list. Now, <laughs> why didn't you put them on the list? It's round 10 or later. Yes, according to Fantasy Calculator as of Fantasy today. Football Calculator, yes. yes. Um, so number one on our late round targets list is Devin Singletary, rookie running back mm. from the Buffalo Bills. Now, mm. this was a hard one for me because... I, I feel like I always say this one was a hard one for me. You do. And I... I, I mean, that is kind of... Good. That means it's a good topic. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so Devin Singletary has been a player that I, I coming out of college. I think I had him third on my um, my college, uh, not college football, but uh, my NFL draft rankings. Okay. Um, I liked him as Dave Montgomery was my second guy. Josh Jacobs was my first. Dave, Devin Singletary is like my third guy. Um, I really like. I watched like a lot of film on Singletary, and he had a, he he had a a really bad. <laughs> <laughs> what is it a combine combine yes uh his workout metrics were not that great um but he was drafted in the third round 10th pick by the buffalo bills i really did like him coming in the hard part is that you have yeldon you have mm-hmm. uh you Lashawn have mccoy and so you had some some valuable pieces i guess to that bills running game Lashawn mccoy was expected to be the guy right and then you had TJ Yeldon, who was expected to be the two. Right now, Yeldon's on the bubble. Like people are wondering if TJ Yeldon's going to make the team. Um, so that leaves the number two spot open for Devin Singletary. Right. And there have been rumors floating around, just just little birds tweeting tweeting on Twitter, that that Lashawn McCoy could be cut or traded before the season starts. If Ooh. that does happen. Devin Singletary becomes the number one running back on that team. I also see yes. a situation that LaShawn McCoy, because you also have Frank Gore there, too. You have to, you have to take that into account. Uh-oh. Yeah, Frank Dolphins Gore. 2.0? Yeah. They're not as stupid as Adam Gaze. Um, <laughs> and they're the Bills, too, so that's saying a lot. Um, but they they have been like, even even they're not sure if they want Frank Gore to be that guy. Frank Gore is coming into that situation, and he, he had like, I think he had, he played two quarters. Of the pre-se- first preseason game. It doesn't usually happen for a guy that you no. expect to make the team. So for me, Devin Singletary is the one guy that becomes the constant. He did play a lot in that first preseason game because he's a rookie. Um, he didn't look great. Like, you know what I mean? He was he was mediocre. But, mm-hmm. I mean, what well, preseason. <laughs> but the, the reports surrounding Singletary have been relatively good. Um you know, he's getting a lot of first team opportunities according mm-hmm. to uh the athletic. Um so we'll see. I mean, there has been multiple reports. The ESPN is also reporting that he's he's received quote a ton of first team reps. Yeah. So he's he's one of the perfect as you just said, we'll see guys. Yeah. Kind of what I was talking about earlier with drafting late round guys. Right. Cuz he can easily be a bust and LaShawn McCoy and Frank Gore can easily take over the role and the bills run game stinks overall and he doesn't get any opportunities and all that stuff right. but there's also a very good chance yeah that frank gore gets cut or doesn't really play tg right. yeldon gets cut or doesn't really play right well sean mccoy loses the job or gets traded or whatever and singletary becomes the guy and he could be honestly if they give him the opportunity he could be like 
a workhorse back in that offense. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because they could be giving him a ton of carries if they want to. Right. And even, honestly, even if McCoy is still a Sean McCoy and takes the job back, he's a very injury-prone running back. Yeah. So chances are he's going to get hurt sometime during the season. And when that happens, can Singletary take the spot? I think it's worth a late-round look, for sure. Yeah, definitely. I I think if you snag him late and he turns into something, Mm -hmm. you're going to look like a gosh darn genius. Yes. And then tell your friends exactly who told you to draft him in Singletary late. <laughs> the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Shameless yes. plug. Um, let's move on to number two on our list, Ronald Jones. Ooh, I love Ronald Jones. This is a, this is a, this is your man's. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to let you talk about your man's. Yes. And I'll give you my mad You like Ronald Jones, mans. though, too. Oh, I love Jones. So let's kidding. see. <laughs> let's see. Why do I love Ronald Jones? Well, for one. He was such t- trash last year. He too. was. Okay. He was I was hot yeah. garbage. Like when I watched Ronald Jones play last year, he was not good. But neither was Peyton Barber. So, he had 44 rush attempts last year. Over nine games, and you have 1.9 yards per carry. Oh! I think that was more system. I think that was more system. That was very bad. But yes, I mean, the system was not meant for running backs last year. Ask that to any Tampa Bay Buccaneer wide receiver playing last year. It was meant to throw the ball 50 times and do whatever they want. New coaching staff. Look, Ronald Jones, to me, has breakout potential, which is what you want to draft late in the rounds. Tampa Bay, right as of right now, it's between him and Peyton Barber as the starting back. I think Ronald Not Jones is better. Not much to get through. Right. Not much to get through. I think Ronald Jones is better than Peyton Barber. I think the team thinks he's better than Peyton Barber, especially in the long run. Maybe short term, like maybe to start the year, they're kind of splitting carries. Maybe even Peyton Barber gets more. But I think over the course of the year, Ronald Jones will be the starter on that team. He was, let me pull it up. I want to say he was a first round pick, maybe yeah. second round pick. He was a sec- he was a very early second round pick, so they do believe in him. And if you invest that early in a guy, you do want to eventually move to him. I think it's similar with Rashad Penny in Seattle. But yeah, Ronald Jones, I think he will have the opportunity. Especially because Peyton Barber sucks too. He <laughs> Peyton Barber's bad. Like I he does. Both He's not the, good. the running game for Tampa was so bad last year. It was. 3.7 yards per carry, 871 yards. But watch him play, though. He had 92 receiving yards. Yeah, not good. Yeah, that's... But Tampa, I think we both agree, is probably going to run the ball more this Hashtag year. Hashtag meh. <laughs> and I think it's going to be Ronald Jones. So I think he's going to get all the opportunity in the world, which is something right. we look for in fantasy and especially in late rounds. It's just a matter for Ronald Jones. It's going to just be, is he good enough? And it's the offensive line good enough for him to be legit yeah. back. I don't know if that's the case, but it's definitely worth a shot taking at the end of the rounds when he can be a probably a... I mean, if everything works out and he gets all the opportunity, he could definitely be an RB2. The reason why I think it's Tampa's offense too, uh, as a side note, the reason why I think the reason why Peyton Barber and Ronald Jones sucked was because of the, it was the offense as a whole. If you have one running back that sucks, you just have one running back that sucks. If you have two running backs that are egregious, mm-hmm. then you have two running backs that are egregious. What do you go to? That's the system. And so I think I think that the system that they are running, it just isn't good. Like I, I gave you the numbers about Dirk Cutter and, and how he is always last in rushing attempts. He's always at the bottom of the league in rushing yards and rushing touchdowns. Like his teams are always at the bottom of the league in rushing yards per carry. Like he's right. he's not a good 
coach when it comes to running the football. Um, you know who is, though? The guy who brought up David Johnson into his oh, prime. Oh, and who is that? Bruce Arians. And who does he coach? Oh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, okay. Yeah, hey. Um, Peyton Barber is an old man. I don't think he's a good running back. I think Ronald Jones is talented. If you had to choose a running back to be in Bruce Arians' system and be similar to David Johnson, who would you choose? Ronald Jones. Ronald Jones can pass catch. Ronald Jones can yeah. run on the ground. Ronald, can, Ronald Jones can do the things that... Uh, no, I'm not going to say he can, he's as talented as David Johnson. David Johnson's a, a next-level guy that is, you know, when he's on, he's a top-three back. But for me, when I look at Ronald Jones, in the Bruce Arians system, if they utilize him anywhere near what David Johnson was usually utilized like when he was coaching the Arizona Cardinals, <laughs> you're going to have a team in a situation where Ronald Jones is like a 13th, 14th, 15th round draft pick. And, or is he 11th? Ronald Jones? Yeah. Yes. Um, as an 11th round draft pick, you can grab Ronald Jones and possibly have a guy. At that point, you probably yeah. already have most of your team set, though. Um, so. and, and I would just watch the, like, watch the preseason games, you know, watch how they do. Basically, at this point right now, um, did you just did you just like make noise over there? I had I had a notification. I apologize. Oh, um, so, but the the reports coming out of Tampa are that Peyton Barber has that job. It's his to lose. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're also saying that Bruce Arians has basically said that he expects a quote good battle unquote between <laughs> Ronald Jones and Peyton Barber to be the team starting running back. He also noted that both team both players are going to get touches this year. Whoever wins the one job. Um, so I think it's going to be Ronald Jones. I don't know. There's just a part of me, part of my soul. Like it's not a lot to get through Peyton Barber. I mean, again, I just, it makes me so frustrated when coaches draft guys and I'm not in the, I'm not in the coaches room. I'm not in the meeting rooms. I'm not watching practices every day for Ronald Jones. You know, like in seeing how they play. So obviously, you got to take that. And into he did account. have 1.9 yards per carry. I don't. Yeah, that's true. I don't understand why you can see a talented player and understand like Jordan Howard absolutely blows. Let's start Miles Sanders. No, that's not. It's not. It's not that easy for people to understand. They have to see Ronald. They have to see Jordan Howard blow before they play Miles Sanders. It's absolutely. They had the the Browns last year had to sit there for half a season and realize Carlos Hyde's not good at football. <laughs> well, I want to go that far. You know what I mean, though. Yeah. Before they they said, okay, we're going to take our first round running back and start him. Like it right. just it astounds me that it takes that much say, for these people. Um, you keep calling Peyton Barber an old man. He's only twenty five. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm it, aware. It just goes with. Your I've take. been corrected on that. It just yeah. goes with my take. <laughs> I look at his picture and I'm like, man, this guy looks like he's <laughs> 30 years I old. I mean, Ronald Jones, yeah, he he could definitely like fade out, and a Peyton Barber could be the guy, and then they have the same years they did last year. Like mm-hmm. that's very possible, but it's also very possible for Tampa to go with Ronald Jones over Peyton Barber as the young guy. Right. They, got, they invested the, in the second round pick, yeah. right? And then they run the ball more and a good this year. Back class too, right? <clears throat> And they run, and they decide to run the ball, not like crazy a lot more, but just a little bit more than they did last year, which I think is <laughs> crazy a lot considering, more. <laughs> considering how much they threw the ball last year. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I think Ronald Jones is a guy, like, as at his value and at his late round target, like, I, th- I, he's a guy that I'm, I'm targeting. Like, I, he's a guy that I've been looking at, even if he's in the. 
I've been having trouble because in some drafts he's been going in the ninth, and I don't know if that's too high. But then I look at guys like Latavius Murray or Ronald Jones. Uh, Ronald Jones over Latavius Murray, mm-hmm. even if Latavius Murray has the Mark Ingram role in 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 New Orleans. I don't think he's going to. But if he if he did, maybe Latavius Murray. Okay, because those those guys have been going in the ninth round. I've seen Ronald Jones go in the ninth round in the lot of draft. Peyton Barber too. So I think you at, know why at I would this take point Jones it's re- kind of like like it's kind of like the Jameson. I mean, it's trying to kind of like the James Washington Dante Moncrief situation that we talked about mm-hmm. on our previous show. Like, let's just put a freaking dartboard up and throw a dart, and whoever it hits right. is the guy. I would probably um, just say I'm going to take Jones. a calculated risk on Ronald Jones. Right. Yeah. That's kinda, Over Peyton Barber, because I just don't like Peyton Barber. Yeah. I'd probably just take Ronald Jones there, like when you ask me with the Latavius Murray, just because one, I think, has a higher chance of starting than the other, yep. eventually. One has a higher ceiling than the other, and I think if you're drafting late in drafts, that's kind of what you're looking for. Definitely. Um, but, I mean, the marking room point was a good point, so. Let's uh, let's move to number three, Jamison Crowder. You are dropping everything. I know. Over there, I'm boss. terribly sorry. I'm getting notifications <laughs> dropping my phone. You know why? Why? Because I'm just so excited to watch no. the Jets play this year. That's yeah. It's funny. I'm a Patriots fan that loves the Jets. Is that weird? Yeah, that's not right. That's that's like probably saying, somewhere. That's, that's close to saying. I'm a I'm like, a Red Sox fan that likes to watch the Yankees. But it's like it's kind of like. It, I mean, if you're just fan listening to this, no, you don't, don't take this the wrong way, but it's like cute. It's so cute to watch the Jets. I know that's... T- <laughs> Let's stop with the Patriots' arrogance for one second. <laughs> but it's... We're literally going to be Dallas Cowboy like, fans in like five I've years, always, right? I've always... Yeah, hoping that true. we can win oh. a championship in 10 oh, years we're gonna be like remember oh those gosh. days with tom brady we're, we're gonna be we're gonna so be like, amazing patriots well, are the greatest of all time well the, the jets best, we well, the jets and sam donald are on like their fourth street Super Bowl. right no yeah so don't take it the wrong way but it's just kind of like the yeah. jets have been bad and now it's like a promising type thing situation yeah. coming up the reason so why I'm he's very talking excited. about the jets is because jameson crowder jameson crowder jameson crowder is so our wide receiver if you this was me, not a transition I, I believe i said jameson crowder's name that's why he's talking about the jets. yes you did that's why i brought it up okay <laughs> so oh, I'm sorry. anyway i do want to watch the jets this year I'm very excited. Anybody who knows me loves I love. This show is off the rails today, I'll it is, tell you. But it's lit. <laughs> Anyone who knows me knows before the draft, Sam Darnold. I love Sam Darnold. Yeah. He got drafted by the Jets. I thought it was a good situation for him. So if you're like me and you believe in Sam Darnold and you believe in the direction that the Jets are going in, other than Adam Gase, I'm not sure about that one. But overall, <laughs> yeah, that's another bad then you you should like Jamison Crowder this year. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, and, he's and, going, and, and, and to, to Adam Gase's credit, he's good at coaching an offense. He is. He is. I'm, I'm, I'm not like... He's an idiot. I'm not... <laughs> for fantasy football purposes when I'm it not comes gonna to call, running I'm backs. not going to call him an idiot or anything like that, but... No, I, you didn't let me finish. He's an idiot when it comes to, to running backs. So you don't like leaving on Bell then? Yeah, I've said that before. <laughs> anyway, I do like the direction the Jets are going in. Yeah, I like as you said, Adam Gase. It can, is cute, it isn't it? Is wasn't that a good analogy? Anyway, Jameson Crowder, I think, fits well in that no, system. He, does. he can be a security blanket for Sam Darnold, who I think will take the next step. And if you think Sam Darnold will take the next step, you would. It's a safe assumption to assume that the whole wide receiver core will also take a next step fantasy-wise. And if that is the case, 
that includes Jamison Crowder, who I think will probably be maybe even the WR1. Mm-hmm. I think Robbie Anderson probably will be, but if not, he's a very close <coughs> WR2 that <coughs> will be me. used Excuse a lot. Me. I think like he'll get a lot of receptions this year. If yeah. you're playing full PPR, I'm Watch taking out. I'm taking Jamison Crowder in yeah, every draft. I'm Jamison in. Crowder is is supposed to play the slot this year. He is. Um, he's a he's a perfect slot guy. That's where he was in Washington. So uh, a lot of people believe um, that Jamison Crowder can creep near or pass or past 100 catches this year. Yeah. Um, I'm going to read this. This I'm one of those people. I'm going to read this little paragraph from the Athletic. Um, about Jamison Crowder. Sam Darnold has been targeting Crowder heavily during practices, and we saw that translate into the Jets' preseason opener when he caught two passes with a touchdown on the opening drive. It will be tough for Crowder to actually approach 100 uh, receptions with Le'Veon Bell, Robbie Anderson, and Chris Herndon in the mix, but Darnold's connection with his slot receiver appears to be real. The Jets' passing game options include Crowder, including Crowder, are cheap in fantasy drafts. So basically what he's saying is Jamison Crowder, Robbie Anderson, not Le'Veon Bell, but Chris, and Chris Herndon, are those three targets are uh, very much available. Mm-hmm. I don't like Chris Herndon. He's on a four-game suspension. But I do like Robbie Anderson, and I do like Jamison Crowder. Both of them are going later in drafts. Now, Jamison Crowder, dude, if he reaches 90 receptions next year, yeah. he's well worth it. And this is a guy so, like, He's not even getting drafted in a lot of leagues. No. Like, that to me is what I really like about him. If Jamison Crowder is getting hyped right now, like, Jeff, Jamison Crowder in the eighth round, he's going to be legit. I would be like, okay, let's relax. Right. But half PPR, which is still in the middle between standard and this is not this is not a this is not a conventional take. He's getting like not a lot of people are going to agree with this one. I know. But he's getting drafted 15th round in half PPR. Right. To me, he should be going a lot higher. If he's their if he's their undisputed slot receiver, he should be going higher. Mm-hmm. And this is again, it also like if you don't if you don't believe in Sam Darnold and you think the Jets still stink and are gonna have a terrible year, then I understand why you wouldn't. Yeah. But a lot of people are on my side with this and do think Sam Darnold is legit and think yeah. the Jets are going in a good direction. If you're with me on that, you should draft Jameson Crowder. Not saying to draft him high or anything like that, but like if he's there, thirteenth round, right? Half PPR, full PPR, I'm taking him immediately. Yeah, I mean he was, and when he plays, you know, when he plays fifteen, sixteen games, he's generally efficient. One point six five, one point seven fantasy points per target in a full PPR setting. Um, his player comp is Cole Beasley, so he's a perfect wide receiver uh, slot. Uh, not a wide receiver one. I was going to say wide receiver one, a good slot receiver. Um, that's getting completely undrafted, and so I I would take a I would take an absolute oh, flyer. Now I'm over here freaking blowing up <laughs> this notifications. Show is crazy, dude. Um, but anyway, so I would I would definitely take a flyer on Jamison Crowder if I'm in the 15th, or if you're in a deeper league in the 16th or 17th round. Um, I would totally take a flyer. So I'm on board with Jamison Crowder. I'm trying to look for his full his PPR. Um, Looks like you need ADP. some glasses, Grandpa. <laughs> I do actually. I can't find. He's like it. squinting. What are you looking for? His full PPR. His PPR ADP is 14th round. Full PPR. Wow! Wow! That is shocking to me. I think for I think a, a lot of people get like 70 catches. See, now I, I can justifiably bypass the Josh Allen Bills wide receiver core. 
and yeah. I could justifiably bypass the Washington Redskins wide receiver core. I, we uh, name the one number one receiver in Washington right now. Oh boy, <laughs> Dwayne Haskins, <laughs> Adrian think, Peterson. Yeah, I was going to say Trey McLaurin. I don't even know if that's his real name. I'm not sure his first name is Trey, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, it's funny. I was going to say Trell Pryor, but he hasn't been a Redskins for like two years. <laughs> so, I mean, there's there's back there there are wide receiver cores that I would avoid so just because you have no idea mm-hmm. who's going to be the guy. You know, Miami is probably one of those wide receiver cores where maybe I take a you know I, I would I would look at Albert Wilson as the only wide receiver like okay. Devontae Parker off my board. Kenny Stills, I'm not even looking at, and Albert Wilson's the guy. He returned in our league. Our personal league, he uh, we 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 reward. Um, I believe it's fantasy points for every twenty five yards uh, for uh, kick returns and punt yes. returns, and uh, yeah. six points for touchdowns scored on kick returns and punt returns. So he's valuable in that asset because that's where he was utilized mm-hmm. um, last year. Uh, but I think Albert Wilson is going to be a good wide receiver. But I think if you're talking about a team. The, all these bad teams I just mentioned, the Dolphins, the Redskins, what is their what is the what is the common problem with all those teams? They don't have a quarterback that can no. su- successfully throw the foot. Sam Darnold is the most talented, best quarterback among those teams. And I think a lot of people are bypassing the fact they're looking at the Jets and going, huh, the Jets suck. They do suck. <laughs> but Sam Darnold doesn't suck. Their offensive line doesn't suck. Le'Veon Bell's going to make that offense better. Yeah, their defense is that, good, which will give their offense more opportunities. Do you think that's going to open up opportunities for Jamison Crowder? Should. So I think Jamison Crowder is a great guy to look at later in drafts. Let's move on to the next guy, Corey Davis. This is your man's. <laughs> you love Corey Davis. One. I'm not as high on Corey Davis as you, but I will <sighs> take him. Talk about being high on now, Corey Davis. A lot, this is this is a this is Marcus Mariota. Uh, looked a lot better in the preseason game than he did in the regular season I mean, big game. shock. Yeah, big shock. Um, <laughs> if he does lose his job to Ryan Tannehill, does mm-hmm. this increase Corey Davis's value to you? Um, I wouldn't say it increases it or decreases it. Okay. Because what I've looked at in the past with Corey Davis, mostly last year, when Marcus Mariota wasn't on the field, it went to Blaine Gabbert. And I've been saying this on the podcast and to you off the podcast of why reasons why I like Corey Davis. And this reason has come up a lot. But when Marcus Mariota was injured, right. or they took him off the field for a specific reason, it was Blaine Gabbert that would come in. And Corey Davis struggled. The whole offense struggled. Because no offense to Blaine Gabbert, but Blaine <laughs> Gabbert. You know what I mean? Don't roast so, Blaine Gabbert, bro. I'm sorry, but... I mean, you said Carlos Hyde wasn't a good football player earlier. So, anyway, yeah. For me, now with Ryan Tannehill on the team, if you take Marcus Mariota out, which he probably will, he'll mm-hmm. probably get hurt. Something will come up, and you put Ryan Tannehill in. It's an even to me. Maybe in some situations it is a positive. Yeah, but it's not going to go down. With last year with Blaine Gabbert. His value just completely disappeared was, yeah, when Blaine gone, Gabbert right, came in, which right. Blaine Gabbert played half the season. So that essentially took away Corey Davis for half the season. I think I think the other thing that people don't remember with Corey Davis, too, because I, there, he's he's this guy that there are truthers like you who hold on hope that he's going to be good. And then, you know, a lot of people right now are fading him. They're running away from Corey Davis and yeah. being like, no, we don't want anything to do with this guy. He was a fifth overall pick. He was. And like, 
He's 24 years old. He was a fifth overall selection in a draft. And he's really freaking good at wide receiver. He's fantastic. He's really His one problem is is his quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> like like wide receivers so for running backs, right? Saquon Barkley can go out and absolutely control his own destiny. Right? Mm-hmm. He runs the football. Like he his touches are his touches. Quarterbacks choose to where they throw the football. So wide receivers don't control their touches. They don't they don't have that opportunity to be like, okay, you know what, this is what's going on. They have to be thrown the football in order to have any chance in fantasy to succeed. And when you don't have a good quarterback, that generally lends. Like, name a very good wide receiver in this league that doesn't have a good quarterback to go along with it. Top five wide receiver. I can't. Adams has a good quarterback. DeAndre Hopkins has a good quarterback. Mm-hmm. Julio Jones has a good quarterback. Juju Smith-Schuster quarterback. has a good quarterback. Odell Beckham has a good quarterback. Michael Thomas has a good quarterback. Tyreek Hill has a good quarterback. We're going to see with Antonio Brown. <laughs> Antonio Brown. <laughs> and even, I mean, even Derek Carr is better than playing Gabbert and oh, probably yeah, Ryan yeah, Tannehill yeah, and Marcus Mariota. But, like, when you go down your top 10, top 15, even the top 20 maybe of your wide receivers, it's you hard have to, to have a good quarterback. Yeah. So the connection between Mariota and Corey Davis is important, and the fact that it hasn't developed yet is concerning. See, I now, don't... he's in his third year, third-year breakout. Who knows? I agree with you. I like Corey Davis. I will draft Corey Davis in all my drafts if I have the opportunity, but I just don't – I'm drafting him knowing that there's a real good shot that he's probably not going to work out. Yeah. I don't know if the connection isn't there with Mariota and Davis because when Mariota does throw the ball – successfully it usually is to court davis like i feel like they do have yeah. a and, solid I mean, connection it's just mariota has been not that good the last two seasons when and you see how see a lot of people look at Corey davis and, and i think a lot of fantasy fantasy football players in general mm-hmm. um if you're if you're crazy and you spend fifty thousand dollars on you know drafts and and, and best ball and yeah, all that know, daily fantasy and all that crap. If you spend a ton of money on that, you'll you'll watch every game. But a lot of people who pay a hundred dollars to get into their you know friends league aren't really watching Corey Davis on a weekly ba- basis no. unless they have them. So I think a lot of people are fading on Corey Davis. You go and watch clips of Corey Davis play in the NFL. His catch radius is insane. Oh yeah, no, I mean and he the, what he can do with with. Where like he's just very talented. There's no denying his ability at wide receiver. Yeah, it's just a matter of can just he get the getting, ball? Can he get the ball? But I think like they added Adam Humphreys this year, which I think is a six out of eight plays too. I forgot to say that on our previous show. Six out of eight targets went to Adam Humphreys on the first drive. Oh really? Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? Um, I think that actually helps Corey Davis. Yeah, because last opens season, up the field a little bit on offense. Anytime it was a pass, passing situation, the entire defense focused on Corey Davis. Yeah. Like, there was no concerns about anybody else. Now, right. Delaney Walker's back, fully healthy. You got Adam Humphreys they just signed. Yep. I think that additional help. And didn't they draft somebody, too? <coughs> I want to say Tennessee. A.J. Brown. They did. They drafted A.J. Brown. Yes. Is he going to – isn't he hurt, though? He's like the third or fourth string wide receiver, and he's kind of hurt, yeah. But when he is healthy, he will also add yeah, yeah, to the yeah. offense. I know what you're saying. So it kind of allows, and they, and they want to utilize Derrick Henry. And if Derrick Henry's right. any form of a success this year, then they'll they'll look at him and say, okay, you know what, we need to cover this guy too. Yeah, and the third year sort of a leap is legitimate too. And I did see something um, with Pro Football Focus 
that Corey Davis faced off against a top 25 cornerback, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, what was it? It was like 40% or... Four percent of his targets, or something like that. Yeah. It was forty. It was, so I'm pulling it up right now. It was forty three percent of his targets. You know where that ranked in the league? Where? Number one. So he's facing the. So best he faced the best. the best competition out of anybody in the league. Yep. That's not going to happen this year. Take Corey Davis. Do it. Hey, look at that. Yeah. Uh, number five on our list, and the final guy, Matt Breida. Love Matt Burita. Matt Burita. So Matt Burita last year, I believe he was a mid-range RB two. He was. Um, he he got injured late in the season. I think he might have been able to eclipse the high end RB two, maybe even our low end RB one, with the way he was running. Um, for some reason, Kyle Shanahan. Now you know in Kyle Shanahan's system, there's going to be good running backs. You yes. Know, he, Devonta Freeman. He had Devin Coleman. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now he's he's with the 49ers. He's look. He his his running back. Jarek McKinnon is constantly getting hurt. Yeah. Everybody that they brought in that made me nervous about the 49ers backfield has gotten like. Yeah. T- it's like funny toasted. how like two months ago we were saying. We were like, stay, stay away, away from, from the 49ers. And now right. it's like draft Devin Coleman now. Um, <laughs> so for me, like the value of Devin Coleman has increased. But I think a lot of people are bypassing the Matt Breida situation. Mm-hmm. I think as much as people are going, oh, Tevin Coleman, he's okay. You know, I mean, he wasn't good in that in the system last year with, I mean, he was decent. Yeah. But I think a lot of people are bypassing Matt Breida and thinking, oh, well, you know what? Jarek McKinnon is going to be there and everyone else is going to be there. And it's just not, he's not going to get the work. Well, now he's the number two running back. And there's a good chance he could overtake Tevin Coleman. I, I don't think he will, but there's a good chance that, that like he was good enough last year mm-hmm. to produce. And I think that he can come in and do that. It's just whether injury creeps in again like it did last year. Um, so I absolutely love Matt Breida. I think I think he's a great value late. In, like he's he's basically free at this point. Yeah, he's getting undrafted in some leagues I've done, and especially full PPR. If you're playing in a full PPR league, I'm looking at Matt Breida because Tevin Coleman's not an excellent. No, they're not going to use him at all in the passing game. And Matt Breida, to me, if you just take him in a full PPR situation, yeah. He could be like very underrated. Yeah. Legit like legitimately underrated. One of these guys that you take in the fifteenth, fourteenth round and ends up being a James White type player. Yep. So Yeah, definitely James White. Yeah, I would definitely take a look at Matt Burita. Yeah, definitely. Um That'll do it for a late round that's it. targets. That's it. That's our that's our list. Uh, be sure to listen next week as we discuss players to avoid officially on the podcast. Mm. We've had we've released articles, YouTube videos. We're going to go on this podcast and officialize our, our avoid players for this season. Um, be sure to listen to that next week. Got any, got any closing thoughts for us, boss? Dude, you know what I've noticed? We haven't talked about Patrick Mahomes on this podcast in a while. Oh, it's great. I, I it's not felt great. freed. I, I Don't worry. Plenty, plenty of, talk about Patrick plenty Mahomes. of Mahomes talk will happen during the regular season. I thought you were um, going to say next week when yeah. we were talking about guys to stay away from, and I was going to... Yeah, I was okay. raising my eyes at you. Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm the, <laughs> well, I mean, hey, why? At, hey, well, his, at his value, stay away. Um, you don't agree with that at all, do you? I'm leaving. Okay. Uh, don't forget to check out our website at thefantasychampions.com. Lots of content on there, rankings, everything. Check it out. See you Tuesday. Fantasy Champs. Peace out. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. 
Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs.